0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo
1: code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. There you go. That was uh, Tyson Bagent, um, pretty much the starting quarterback for this week and maybe the next few weeks, depending on how severe Justin Fields' thumb is. It's uh, ESPN 1000, WMVP Chicago, and WSHE Chicago hd2 waddle and sylvie broadcasting live from hallis hall they uh, meet the media just above us as we're in the the studio uh, downstairs here in hallis hall and again like he's got a great head on his shoulders um he did come from division two shepherd he was projected for those who don't know a lot about him as a sixth or a seventh round draft pick coming out of shepherd he said all the Division II passing records, Um, and he did do well at the Senior Bowl. Remember, the Bears coaching staff got a chance to coach, I believe it was the American team, Um, and Luke Getzey was the head coach. It was there where he coached Darnell Wright, and he coached Bajent. And Tyreek Stevenson, I believe, as well. And and Tyreek Stevenson. So they got a firsthand look on a lot of guys that ended up here, And Bajan had a good day at the Senior Bowl, and a lot of people thought with that performance that he would solidify himself as a sixth or a seventh-round pick. And the comps were to Brock Purdy as a late-round quarterback, a guy who did start a lot of games, not at the level of Iowa State, but nonetheless, a guy who did see a lot of football action and a guy who did have a lot of production. He did not get drafted, so they made him a priority-free agent, and because they knew What he was able to do, um, and they had a familiarity with him, he picked the Bears. And remember, they cut P.J. Walker because they liked what he did um, in the preseason, and he went from 3-2, to and now here he is, ready to start his, his first game, and he felt very comfortable up there at the podium. Yes,
0: he sounds like a guy that isn't overwhelmed by the situation. He actually plays. Despite some of the mistakes he plays like a guy that's not overwhelmed by the situation I think that getting a number of snaps even against lesser competition in a smaller you know conference and um, I, I think it's 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 hugely beneficial What did he have like 45 or 46 starts of college football so he had you know snap after snap after snap and I think the repetition is is going to do him well you know we're always in the investigative reporter mode. And you're just trying to always pick up things. I think I heard him say whenever Justin gets back that, you know, he's going to hold things together, which kind of led me to believe, and maybe I shouldn't, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, that it is going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, right. um but, I, I would think that's a smart way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, I would think so. I, again, it's a a, th- a thumb injury on the throwing hand of a quarterback. Those things usually take a little bit of time, I would assume.
1: Uh, let me make sure. But Courtney's going to know better uh, than I. Let me make sure her is... mic's on here. Uh, Courtney Cronin is uh, brought to you by Purple Wave Auction. Courtney, we were just reacting. You were upstairs at the press conference, um, reacting like again, it's a press conference, and I know we could fall in love with guys based on their nine-minute answers. But he, he, he his performance. He he acted like he he knows he belongs here. Like there are a lot of questions. Um, like, hey, are you shocked that you're in the NFL? What I loved his answer about, by the way, like, what was his backup plan? And he's like, I was going to crossfit the hell out of this thing and get all jacked and be a high school teacher can in my hometown if high that's school. Your
2: high school principal walking down the aisle, and he's walking down the hallway, and he's just jacked, and he would. The I tank mean, top it, in Martinsburg High School, which yeah, was his yeah. alma mater. How, what, like, what a cool turn of events for him! Just a year ago, I mean, you heard him talking about. Westchester. I would assume that's a Division II school. I don't know what conference they're in, but clearly a different opponent than 365 days later, preparing for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, it's. I think like balancing the shock of the moment because no matter what, it's going to feel surreal whether you're prepared for it or whether you're not. Now that he's had time to digest this and realize, very likely, he's going to be. Starting a game this weekend in the NFL—a dream that you know he obviously had had for a very long time and, and believed in, whether the, it was a long shot or not—you still have to, you know, temper those things in that moment because it's it's hard to say, okay, I've just had my blinders on. This is the only thing I'm focused on. When he gets out there, when he's taking snaps with the ones during warm-ups and it's a loud soldier field, of course that's going to hit you. And how he's able to manage the emotion of realizing a dream, I think that that's, that's easier said than done for for anybody, no matter what. And especially somebody like that who's now just about to get his first shot.
1: Yeah, you never know, like... Um, I know everyone goes to the Kurt Warner story mm-hmm. about him bagging groceries and yeah. an arena league guy was not drafted. And, and obviously that's a once in a thousand-year story. But like Josh McCown, for instance. Josh McCown at one time was a third-round draft pick who found himself out of the league, who was, I believe at one time, coaching high school football when he got a second lease on life and he came back. And then he ended up being in the league for like eight or nine more years as a backup quarterback, and and he was able to do a lot of stuff. There was Nick Foles who, sure. again, who put up good numbers with the Philadelphia Eagles and was really close to retiring and was a third-string quarterback for a lot of years. And then he came back and he won a Super Bowl. Like, you just never know when that right time is going to hit you. Whether or not it's Bajan's time, whether this is the right place for him, we'll see. But it's a cool... It's cool to think about it going into this game. For
2: sure. And, I mean, he's worked towards this moment. I think what stood out to me is that, you know, you talk to guys in the locker room, and I asked him this. Nobody knows what his playing style is right now because we haven't seen it. I mean, you can go back to what he did at Shepard University, but does that translate to the NFL? Some of it does, but doesn't tell you a true measure of who he is now at this phase of his career. And he's going to get to start to put – that image of himself that version of himself on tape this weekend and it's a great opportunity for someone who very clearly is prepared when i was talking with tyler scott after the game and you know i think he had four targets you can tell that bajant was locking in on him why because he's practicing with him more times than he's practicing probably with dj moore and some of the other you know receivers who were you know justin Fields is targeting more often so He's going to get a chance now to show all of that preparation that guys have praised him for, that, you know, he's the first guy, one of the first guys on the plane looking up, you know, watching the film back. Like that's, that stuff should help you. Now, does it mean that he's going to have an awesome game against an NFL defense? Maybe, maybe not. What they can do though, is prepare him by scheming some easier throws in there to help him through this moment because no matter what, it's going to be a challenge for him to get out there, for him to command an offense, even though everyone has said that he's done it before and, and they've been impressed with what they've seen. They saw it in the preseason. They saw it when teams are not blitzing. They saw all of these other instances where the pressure was not as high as it's going to be this Sunday.
0: Can you give us a guess as to which you believe what you believe the offensive line in front of him is going to look mm-hmm. like on Sunday? I
2: think it will be Larry Borum still at um, – Left tackle, Tevin Jenkins at left guard, Lucas Patrick at center, and then over at right guard, probably.
0: White hair, maybe.
2: White hair. I mean, you've got to find a spot for him. And I know Jatari Carter has struggled a bit at, at right guard, so moving him over there. And then, of course, if if you know if um, Darnell Wright's not able to play, I mean, he was limited today. He has a shoulder injury. I guess we cross that bridge about who's playing right tackle if we get to it, but. The white hair stuff is interesting. I think he's very self aware that he struggled at center and that, you know, this was a position that they expected him to play this year. When they brought in Nate Davis, they moved Tevin Jenkins over, they keep Cody Whitehair around when they could have released him. He could have been a cap casualty, but this team had a lot of spending that they had to do to hit their cash floor. And they kept him around because he's a quality offensive lineman and they expected him to play center. He's been moved all over the place, and center clearly is not the best fit for him right now. And when I asked him, like, did you take reps at that today, he said, I'm just going to do what's best for the team. So that, was that. to me, was a no, and we didn't see him snapping out there I earlier. wouldn't play him at center again this so year. It, Wait,
1: is it the yips, or is he just
2: bad at it? I mean, he started... Correct me if I'm wrong. He started his career playing a lot 2016 through the COVID year at center. And then they moved him to guard. And I just, I think this is just pointing to one of the priorities this off season teams, of course, are going to cross train guys in the interior of the offensive line. You have to, because of injuries, but having a true pure center is really important. Like you're not just snapping the ball, you're calling out protections and, He's a veteran. He knows that, and I think that he knows that there were some moments that he wishes he could have had back against Minnesota. But it you you can't, when you have a Division II turned NFL starter for the first time quarterback going into the game, don't mess with the offensive line. Don't mess with the most important position there at center. You've got to have the symbiotic relationship and have it down pat. So like. Don't I they're not gonna be able to experiment this week. Okay, well maybe Cody's got it this week. No, you have to go with the best center that you have and if that's Lucas Patrick, then it's Lucas and, Patrick. And
1: then that's not saying much. There's the yeah. one viral video, the yeah. ten second video. Which Keystone Carter. Cops and and, and and he's Cody Whitehair is blocking another bear.
2: Yeah. Carter. Yeah. That's um
0: and he's the one that's responsible for setting protections. Yes. So yeah, I I look he's had a a nice career. You could still use him at guard. I would not play him at center anymore. And, Courtney, as you said, look, the last thing you want this kid from a small school to have to worry about is the snap as well. I mean, you shouldn't have to ask Justin to worry about the snap Cat. either. Um Speaking of Justin, I I know they're being very vague. This is what they do. Do you have any, you know, insight into how long you think that this is going to last, or any updated information on how severe the injury could be?
2: So he was in the locker room earlier, and I didn't see him with. I mean, he walked in. He had like a little bit of a brace on his thumb. Um, I, you know, but he wasn't wearing it the whole time. I don't know how much you can look into that versus like if this, you know, the swelling. I can't tell if it's swollen or not. Matt Eberflus did say that. Whoever's telling him, relaying information to him from the MRI that the swelling has gone down a little bit today. We'll see if that means he can avoid surgery or if that ends up being something that they can't avoid. There's too much ambiguity. There's too much vague comment too many vague comments from the head coach to know for certain right so now. nothing
0: would surprise you if you learn later in the week that he's the way that back. it's
2: been phrased no and yeah. i think that does this whole situation a massive disservice but if that's the way that they want to play it then that's what they're going to do you know for fields you've got to wonder if he ends up having you know the best case scenario is that the the swelling goes down to a point where they can determine no ligament damage and they can Tape this thumb, not, and I know that that sounds like really a janky thing to do, but for a
0: thumb on a throwing th- hand, correct?
2: Yeah. You ha- that's why Iberflus keeps referring to grip strength, but he also said that they've seen other injuries, thumb injuries, where taping it has been the like the the workaround to being able to get guys back out there. But if he can't grip the ball and if he can't do what he needs to do, he can't play. You can't you can't risk that, especially with ball security as important as it is and him having some issues with that throughout his career. You want to make sure you're not also not putting him in a position where he can re-injure it. Okay. So would it surprise me if we get to Friday and they're like, hey, we're not going to put him on IR. He's out for this game. Uh, but it might be like one or two weeks. Sure. That wouldn't surprise me. Would it also surprise me if they're like, yeah, he's actually going to need surgery. Like the way that this team has handled this information, I, you know, you heard flu say nothing's on the table, nothing's off the table. I don't know if it's under the is table. There a table? Or if it's, is there a table anywhere? It is, but it's, um, yeah, I'm, I don't take medical. I would just say, don't take medical advice from NFL coaches. That's yeah. one thing oh, I've yeah. learned this or, week. Or maybe even football this.
1: advice sometimes from football coaches, depending <laughs> on the football coach. Um, So we were talking about Russell Wilson a couple of years ago. He rushed back from a finger injury. It wasn't a thumb, but finger injury. We know about Rodgers last year playing through a thumb injury. I think it was a broken thumb. A lot of times guys want to rush back because it's in their DNA. They want to be out there for their teammates. They want to be out there to help. Mm -hmm. This guy is being judged on everything. He's playing for his football future here. Does, Does that figure into the equation for
2: him? It has to. It has to because I mean, and you've got to protect the player from himself. Because for Justin Fields, let's let's play the scenario that he has to go on injured reserve. So that's four games. That would be the you are going Detroit, into Detroit game, yeah, in, Detroit. Like that, he'd be back for yeah. the pressure. I can't even imagine what that pressure would be like on him. Then he then he comes back and he's got a month. In some change to prove that he's the long-term option here before the Bears end up potentially with a you know two one or two top five picks like that's something that I think they're going to have to guard against and I think Fields too has to I can't imagine the weight on him that I would, if I was to, his
1: agent I would tell him don't put bad tape on display course. just because you want to rush back because of that pressure and then now play even worse because you're playing through discomfort.
2: And I will say, I do. I know the debate has been up because we want to foreshadow this thing out. What if Tyson Bajan plays great? Does that mean Fields doesn't get his job back? I do not think this is the last time we've seen Justin Fields, barring surgery. I do not think this is the last time we've seen Justin Fields play football for the Chicago Bears. If he comes back, if he doesn't need surgery, and it's just, you know, one game, two game, three game, however many game absence, like... He will get his job back and he will have a chance to have those however many games left to prove himself. The only situation I've seen that in where that hasn't happened was when I covered Minnesota in 17. So like Sam Bradford goes down with a non-contact knee injury. Teddy Bridgewater can't come back yet because he's on pop because of his knee. Like, Case Keenum kept winning games, and they were in position to go to the NFC Championship. You're not going to get off a winning horse there. This team is not going to be in position to go to the NFC Championship. And so that's, I think, something that we have to kind of, you know, temper expectations there. The, wow, what if he plays so great that it might put Justin Fields at a disadvantage? Fields, when he's ready, when he's healthy, will get his job back.
0: We're getting close to the NFL trade deadline. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is trade season. Um what is your anticipation? What will they do and who who potentially could be somebody they're talking about?
2: It's interesting now because of some of the things that some of the developments, especially with this defensive backfield. So Eddie Jackson has that foot injury and it sounds like he aggravated it. Um, it's the same foot that he had injured and he missed a couple of games, comes back. And someone I was talking with on another team, who Jackson has come up with in conversations, brought up, well, maybe this isn't a trade candidate now because you worry about the health sure. of, of a seven-year veteran player who's dealt with the same foot injury now for two seasons. Um, and of course, the idea of Jalen Johnson that's going to be floated out there by, you know, for for a lot of different reasons, not just that he has the contract situation; he's not under contract for next year it's so rare that you can make an actual improvement a big upgrade at cornerback um he's been terrific in coverage so the bears even if they say right now that they and they've maintained that they they want to keep him here long term he says he wants to stay here long term if that call comes in you've got to answer it but terrell smith is going to be out three to four weeks (laughs) so the the him getting mono might throw a wrench into this to where they're like we can't afford to get rid of somebody via trade, even if it helps us for next year, because who are we going to have playing opposite Tyreek Stevenson since Terrell Smith is? Right. You know, that's the Carolina game, I think at, at earliest that he can come back. What
1: about Mooney? Would, would would they would they look at dealing Mooney if they're not going to throw to Mooney? Would could they get a, a draft? Pick? Like I love Darnell Mooney. I, think I
0: thought the he was going to a... want them to throw to Mooney. They're just haven't the quarterbacks haven't found Darnell Mooney.
2: I I, I agree with that. Yeah. I. I can't. Who If they get rid of Mooney, who else do they have? I mean, Tyler Scott's going to. His moment's coming because they spent a fourth round draft pick on him. He's not He's ready to take active, over for Mooney, is it? Too? But, like, I don't. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, that's
1: but uh, uh, how ready do you have to be for one target? You know what I mean? I know. I know.
0: But that's that's, that's looking at the problem, I think, in the
1: wrong order. I mean, the problem with Mooney isn't Mooney, it's the guys throwing to Mooney. No, I know that. I know, but there's only a few games left on his contract, is is my point. And if you can get a draft pick and a rebuild, do you just keep forcing the issue with Mooney and try and figure it out in the, what, 11 games you have left?
2: I also think it's on.
1: or do you try and get what you can for him if well, Kansas what can you City get comes for him. I don't know. The guy has
2: nothing on tape this year. He has I know. the Green Bay game. He has nothing on tape to show. It. I mean
1: I want to keep him. Had, I, if it was up to me, I'd re-sign him. I agree. Uh, I, I think I, he's I, a good part
2: of this offense. I, me too. He's a good piece culturally for this locker room. Like you can't get rid of all of your locker room No, I know.
0: If you traded, if you traded Mooney, it'd be a sure sign that they've already made their decision on Justin. Yeah. Because you're not going to remove pieces. If you're still evaluating him, you're not going to remove pieces. From but Justin doesn't them. want to use him. Well, that's, again, that's the, the, another I know, that's what that's I'm saying. So how is that decided on Justin? That's why this team is one in
1: five and has won one game over the course of the last 15 or 16 That tries. surprised me the most about what's happened with Justin is that the chemistry that I always thought those two had would shine through even more, even with D.J. Moore, and it would only help expand the offense, and it's it's shrunk.
2: It has, and it's not just this year. That that was taking place last year, too. Like, you could tell towards the end. Like, it's not necessarily a knock on either one of them, but the production wasn't there. He finished with the most receiving yards last year in Week 12 and didn't play again, and it's not like his production was anything to call home about. I... I, the order in which, like you know, chicken and egg argument here, is it the quarterback or is it the wide receiver? It's not like Mooney's not getting open, and I I feel like this is a situation too. You can scheme some easy throws for him. You can for Tyson Bajant, that involved Darnell Mooney, that involved D J Moore. The one thing I'll say about Bajant with that, I'm, I'm you'd be pleased when you look at the tape in the second half. DJ Moore got more targets in the second half from Tyson Bagent than he did from Justin Fields and that he's willing to take a shot when he sees somebody singled up on the side, like down the sideline, throw the ball. And that's something that he like, yeah, it was an underthrown ball. It was, it was a, poor poor throw on him but like he's nine times out of ten he's gonna go do that again he worked the middle
0: of the field as well and that's one thing that this team has missed totally in my opinion like when you when when you put six games on tape and you're not trying to affect the middle of the field you make life easy on defensive coordinators the seam route that he threw to dj moore that's the first time we've seen that route thrown to a wide receiver this year they threw a seam to to Cole and a broken coverage against the Denver Broncos, and that one was completed. I thought Bajan threw it. He threw a slant behind. I think it was Tyler Scott. It may have been mm-hmm. D, whoever it was. But they've got to start working the middle of the field. You can't just threaten the outside. It's like, like they're playing
2: cover two against themselves. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the middle field gone.
0: Exactly. Oh, no. So, like, that's part of the... Whoever's under center or in shotgun formation has to start using the entire field to make a defense
1: have to worry about covering the entire field. And Courtney, great stuff. We appreciate Thank you. you. Thank Thanks, you, Courtney, Courtney Cronin uh, all over the Bears. We'll talk to Jeff Joniak coming up in a half hour. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Waddle's World is next from Hallis Hall.
0: Football is back, and Twin Peaks is the ultimate sports lodge you've been searching for this season. They have everything you need from 360 degrees of TVs, amazing eats, and, of course, the scenic views. They've been busy in the kitchen amplifying their famous wings and sauces just in time for football season. Maybe you love the Twin Peaks wings, but they're not spicy enough. Well, they have a new wing sauce just for you then. Have your wings sauced and tossed in the new hot-as-you-know-what sauce sauce their hottest wing sauce yet. Can you handle that heat? Get to Twin Peaks and find out. Eat, drink, scenic views.
1: It's that time again. Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt.
0: Yes, John. Waddle's World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit com slash find us. member FDIC. all
1: right? That was a little bit of a snort, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. I was just admiring that. You're
0: not getting any sleep these days?
1: No, I had a, finally a good sleep. Really? My first good sleep of the week uh, this uh, last night. Did you take a little mel- melatonin before you went to bed? I take melatonin every uh, night. Does it work? Three milligrams of melatonin. I get it from Trader Joe's. I think that's the best melatonin. Yeah. I like
0: it, Yeah, Is that Trader Joe like your guy or the uh, Trader Joe's? Yes, I have, I have an, a guy named
1: Joe who's you a call trader. call Trader Joe? Yeah, at the grocery store, no. No, really? It's I, really
0: a Trader Joe. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, no, from Trader Joe. Where do you meet him? No, this is uh, the grocery store. Oh, from Trader Joe. By the way, Ian Hap, Nico Horner, and Dansby Swanson, Gold Club finalists. Really? Yeah. Oh, finalists. Yeah.
0: Finalists. Can I make a prediction? Obviously, Swanson will win because he was, didn't he have the highest or saved runs or something, whatever it is, regardless of position this year. I think Swanson, come on, you're the analytics guy and you're the baseball guy. Buy it. Okay. Uh Okay. Hap won't win it this no, year. No, not this year. Too many late season yeah.
1: boo-boos. Yes. Um, and will Horner win it at second base? I mean, May. I don't know. I think he's got a chance, but I, a my, bet- my prediction is no. Who is a better defensive second baseman than that? Ryan Samberg. Stop it. Who plays second base for the
0: Brewers? Is that guy any good? Because I know the Brewers were defensively as good as any. Paul Molitor. Robin Yount. Yount or Yount? Is it yount? Yount. Yount? Yount. Yount. Uh, speaking of baseball, I know you made a little cash
1: last night. You spending any of your Kyle Schwarber money? Are we talking to Schwarber this week? We're supposed to talk to him on Friday, is what he told Jesse. But now that he's Mister October, well, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Then move that up. Well, the, tomorrow's game day, right? Don't have game day. Tomorrow? Well, it's game day tomorrow and Friday. And Friday, it's games three you and should four. Be calling us today, well, Kyle. Just- soft day. Let him. And they gotta travel, don't they? They're traveling to Arizona. He doesn't have to do it in
0: person. He could pick up
1: his phone. Well, I know that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure. I think because. Maybe he could use one of those telephones they have on planes. Remember those? Oh, you Stick your. Did you ever make a call? In. Of course. You did? Yeah. Who'd you call on the phone? Uh, probably my wife. And, and like, you got to keep your, your, you got to keep the, low, the level down, yeah. too. Swipe so your credit card. Yeah. Hold on here, Mel. Well, what, hold on. What, what is... number are you on? What number is your. Uh, Right Check here.
0: one two. Check one two. Jeff Mellor. Jeff Mellor. See, that's I, I, not you. That's it's not another.
1: You. It's an, another one of these. Uh, just yell
0: things. really loud. Okay, never mind. Jeff Meller's not going to be able to talk to us. Uh, but yes, I have made a call on it on a phone before. That is sh- no on the airplane. I phone. mean on the uh, airplane before. I've definitely done that before. Mellor, what were you going to say? Is your just. Uh, dis- would you like to participate to the show? i do it. There well, we go. Weren't
3: those absurdly expensive, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like you uh, 30
0: bucks a call just like, for the first 60,
3: so to 60 his, seconds. To his point, why would you pay? Yeah, why? Like, was it just a flex? Yes. But it was your wife, yes. so, like, yeah. like, you don't have to impress. Look at
1: me. I'm on an airplane phone. I don't know. Maybe there was something
0: I needed to get off my chest. Okay.
1: Will it's you ever be able to talk time on out. your cell phone up there? Time
0: out. Or is that 30 too much box, of a bother? 30 bucks, is, 30 bucks is a flex? Who is that a flex for?
1: That's what I'm saying. You are, you're already married. You're calling your wife. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, what's the point of making the airplane phone? Maybe I needed to call her
0: to, to what? Tell her where to pick me up at or something like the that. The airport. Well, maybe, they, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm going to be
0: at
3: the
1: airport. And maybe those were back somewhere. in the
3: days you would just walk. meet
0: you at the gates. You walk right off the yeah. plane. She waves to you. No? Look, I very rarely even talk to my wife these days, to be honest with you, because she's always doing something different. Like...
1: I don't know. She's traveling. Yeah, it was funny yesterday. My guess is
0: is that you guys converse with your wives more frequently than I converse with my wife these days because she's traveling.
1: Last night when I got home, uh, I, I my my phone was in my back pocket, and I I heard like the ringing of a FaceTime, and I'm like, who's Facetiming someone? I go, someone calling me. And I took I took my phone out of my back pocket. Yeah, it was number 1 on my list of things to do last night was to FaceTime you. And there was there was Waddle. Yeah. There was Waddle on my cell phone screen.
0: Yeah.
3: Big FaceTime guy, huh? <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And <laughs> and I was very confused, but there he was, standing there in his house, his empty house, with no wife there, with a full glass of scotch. That's true. <laughs> So wait. So you FaceTimed him? No. I did. I did okay. on accident. All right all right, all right. all right. So I had. My, I actually.
0: I was on a, on the phone talking to my daughter in New York, and then I see his, his thing come up saying Sylvie Facetime. I was like, Hey, can I call you back, Angela? I got to see what this is all about. Figuring again, being the good friend that something may have
1: gone wrong and, and yes, you need help with something. It's nice. Of him. There's only three people I really Facetime: my mom, uh, Kyle Schwarber, my wife, and. Waddle, I'll, because the kids every now and then do want to talk to Uncle Tom Waddle. Why wouldn't they? Sure. So, so he, so somehow the FaceTime screen was up. Like, what happens to you? And while while I was, had the phone in my hand, I hit it, and I hit Waddle, oh. and I put it in the back in the back the yeah. back pocket. And I heard the Facetime, and sound I didn't effect.
0: ignore it. I figured, hey, something may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then they, the next thing you know, goes He goes, "Hey, Braxton, say hi to Waddle." And Braxton's like, he's 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 high roller sitting there on a the couch, no shirt on, watching baseball. Just he, like he, he
1: like was gangsta. watching the, he, he was watching Bulls preseason. Oh, that's right. It was Bulls basketball.
3: <laughs> I, I loved it. Sylvie had just gotten done talking to you for four straight hours, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's in trouble and he needs to FaceTime Tom Waddle.
0: What do you want me to do? Ignore I don't it? I, I know. Well, I just, what would be the appropriate well, thing to do?
3: Ignore it? If I was on the phone. No, he
0: was great to answer if it. If I was on the phone with my daughter. And then I said the F word in front of Braxton, so yeah, I felt bad. If I was on
3: the phone with my daughter, no offense, love you guys, I'm probably not picking up the call. Here's the thing with
0: the, are Usually a FaceTime isn't urgent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Is it urgent? Exactly. exactly. It's not no, urgent. no, Tyler's absolutely right. Well, but when In it Finals comes but, it, but but if it comes from someone that you're not the used to getting a FaceTime from, the then guy, the guy you just spent 4 hours Well, I don't know. Maybe he's, like maybe he's he's stuck on the side of the road. He can't get a hold of his up. wife, but and why he's like, "Hey, I need some help." But
3: why wouldn't he call you? He wouldn't face it. Hey, I Tom, don't know. Tom Sylvie, I need to Facetime. Can you, so you help me? Can you talk me through how to jack up my car and change my <laughs> tire? Yeah, because we know he's not doing that. <laughs> of course I don't not. Know. Triple,
1: yeah. tell Tom, me how to call Triple
3: A.
0: Yeah, exactly. I need to Facetime. <laughs> how do I
1: call Triple
3: A?
0: Yeah, I, listen. I just what do you want? From now on, guess what, guys? Whenever you reach no, out, I, out to I, me, I'm not. I'm not answering.
1: I'm not. Tyler,
0: you're still in the in the good graces. So if you call me, I.
1: Yeah. Why are you getting mad at me? I'm not complaining. I thought it was awesome. You had a glass of scotch. It was great.
0: You you were bothering me because I was trying to drink. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) By the way, what I was going to say is Kyle Schwarber has moved up the list that you and I were talking about yesterday. Kyle Schwarber is now tied for one, two, three, four, seven. Kyle Schwarber is tied for seventh most postseason home runs in the history of the game. It's incredible. And he's done it in 60 games. George Springer has 19 home runs, one more than him. He has
1: seven more games he's played. So so he tied Reggie Jackson for the most from a lefty. Yeah. How many games did Reggie Jackson play in the postseason? 77 postseason games. That's incredible. Kyle has played 60. And think about it, um, Kyle missed, I calculated, probably 13 games in the 16 postseason from not being able to play in the DS and in the LCS, and then in the home games because he he couldn't DH. Remember, because he was out with a knee injury, the only games he could play that year were the World Series as a DH because of the knee injury that he triumphantly came back from. Look, there are guys who there's no way to measure it. There's no way to prove it because analytics don't measure this. Certain guys have it, that clutch gene. And it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times when he fails or he struggles because all baseball players do. But from the moment he came up in 15 with his first postseason game when he hit one into the river or in this first postseason series against the Cardinals when he hit one on the scoreboard, they're guys who just raise their level of play with the bigger games. I love watching him play. And in Game 7, after the rain delay, when he singled to start the rally, there's another example of it. Whether it's the WBC and he would have big hits, or it's these NLCS games for Phillies uh, these last two years. He just raises his game and his heartbeat slows down. And he's able to do it.
0: Well, his heartbeat was racing because he went from first to third on a Bryce Harper single. And I had as much fun watching him do that, running the bases. That's not a beer league softball player. No, uh uh-uh. No, sir. And by the way, how about this? So these are the guys ahead of him. I was going to just ask you this. Do you know? Go ahead, Well, I was going to say Manny Ramirez, Jose Altuve, Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, George Springer, Albert Pujols. And he's tied with Carlos Correa. Of the guys I just mentioned, do you realize that only Manny Ramirez and Albert Pujols have a higher OPS than he does of that list? I mean, he's
3: just in postseason history. history. And to to that point, too, Manny Ramirez, who has the all-time career leader in home runs in postseason, has 29. He did that in 493 plate appearances. Schwarber has 18 in just 237 plate yeah. appearances. Like,
1: if he gets a crack at it, to mm-hmm. he'll he'll probably be your all-time home run leader in postseason history. And, and they come in bunches. You know, when he does usually go through a series, like he went through in this first series where he hit like a buck sixty or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, you once on he gets one, it, it, yeah, you, you ride the hot hand now. I think. And and look, he may not hit one in the next game. Are they facing a lefty or a righty in the next game? If it's uh, a righty, I am definitely betting on it. I know Springer. So I think it's a righty. He's a rookie,
3: yeah. isn't he? Yes, and he's been tagged quite yeah. a bit this year. So I know would've...
0: Springer's a Not by the Cubs though. I don't think the Cubs hit him. That's no, yeah. True. yeah, yeah. No, but but everybody else, did. everybody D-back else did, yeah. uniform, yeah. George Springer's a, a switch hitter, correct? Isn't he? Isn't is Springer? I think he's just a righty. Is yeah, he just a righty? Yeah, I think what, well, yeah. Bernie Williams? I thought Bernie like uh, what is Bernie just a righty? Because you said that he tied Reggie Jackson for the most lefty, lefty, lefty. Bernie Williams was just uh, a switch hitter. Yeah, that's right. Switch hitter. Okay. Anyway, Kyle Schwarber, tip of the cap. I love watching you play. Look, I love watching the Phillies play. Just in general, they're a fun team. The energy in that building is second to none, too.
1: It is. Uh, They were saying too this morning on uh, Get Up that he's their leader. And we knew this with the Cubs, and that's what they always liked about him. While Bryce Harper's their face, their heartbeat is Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Uh, By the way,
0: quickly, Kyler Murray is back at uh, practice, uh, for those of you who are interested in that. And uh, really, my computer just uh, died. Uh, Adam Silver says the NBA is mulling East versus West for all-star game I believe you said you you uh, you heard or saw. the I interview watched he it. Did with Stephen A. Smith
1: and said it was very I good. Got to give a tip of the cap to Stephen A. It was a great interview. And say what you want about what you think of the NBA or what you think is silver. He is an open book when it comes to these sit-down interviews. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, it was it was it was it was good listen. Yeah. He That's was open. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little something we like to call Florida or Ohio. And my hope is is that Jeff Joniak, who's joining us at four, comes in a little early. Oh, and can participate. Well, why don't we us.
1: hold it for him we at can. four? Why don't we just do a couple more? Well, let's see if he comes what, in. Why, why don't we just hold it for him for four? If he comes in, we'll do it. If not, we'll wait for him at four. Okay, good. That? Sounds good. That's nice.
2: Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
0: I have a couple questions for you guys. Okay. First of all, have you seen Brittany dancing with knives again? Like I saw, I showed you guys the video of that a while ago. She's right. doing it again. She's doing it with knives. Yeah, it's not good. Mm. Um, her book's about to come out. Like yeah.
1: I know you watch a lot of
0: maybe against your will or because you're going to bed and it's on your television and you're The
1: Real Housewives. Yeah, like I I don't it. watch it though. No. No, that's yeah, what you say. I You're a, in bed with one eye closed. I know, and, yeah. I, no, I'm then on my phone. If if she's watching it, I'm on my phone, and what annoys me is the constant beeping of them swearing. I don't understand. Why don't they just let them swear? It's I cable. don't understand that, it drives me crazy. On Bravo, Bravo's a cable station. They could allow swearing. Why well, do? Yeah, that's.
0: I think that's silly. Silly for them to do that. It gives me a headache. Um. So no interest in reading the Britney book just to kind of...
1: Nah, I don't think so. I mean, like, I've seen... Do- I've, I've watched Britney documentaries. I, I felt terrible for the whole situation yeah, of the... Not con- how do not good. How do you say it? The conservatorship? Is uh, that what she was we'll, under? We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, it sounds right. Which, what what her, her parents had her under where she couldn't control her life, couldn't control her finances. That's what I thought, maybe, you know, if you, you, uh, you like... I've watched... Uh, I've watched a couple of those, and it's very interesting, but I, I don't like the memoir. Didn't she write in there, I, I thought I read something on social media that she claims her dad turned her into a robot? I didn't see that part. I she thought something with Justin Timberlake yeah, where she was, she was pregnant. Yeah,
3: when she was 19 years old, she chose not to have a baby at that point. Yeah, she got pregnant from Justin Timberlake. Correct. That's
0: that's the claim in the book. Mm. So you're not going to buy the book. Okay. I, I asked Meller and
1: Mellor looked at me like I was crazy. Are you buying the Jada Pinkett Smith book
2: I'm that not, we've talked about? Now? No. No,
1: she's no, I, really.
0: I But you guys know I don't read. You, know, you <laughs> could read it to me, and I may be interested. I'll
1: tell you what.
3: The last book I was really like, I thought about purchasing, I did not purchase it, but Mike Lombardi. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got a new book out. You could just read all of his thoughts on Twitter. This is true. Now he. It looks like a good book, though. He liked the top 100 players in NFL history
0: make some arguments for something yeah maybe this is a gift we buy uh, meller for christmas okay why
1: buy him the mike lombardi i bet you could text him we don't need to buy it (laughs) have him send it text him say hey can you send one of your copies to meller mike would love to support you but
0: uh, can you send me a free book instead uh by the way you guys have any interest in watching uh, nfl players play flag football in the 2028 olympics I don't.
1: Well, why not? I mean, I just don't. Well, why not? I Injury. don't.
0: Injury. I don't want them getting
3: hurt. No. I like Robert Edwards. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Remember his career Wh- was
0: which, ruined. Which country <laughs> is <laughs> going to be able to take down, <laughs> down Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, well, Tyreek Hill? I
1: mean, all, all all the players play for the United States, right? Aren't yeah. aren't all the players from the United States, from America? Yeah, from America.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, I'm it's not, not, in, the, it's not like the NBA where, Here's the where thing though, they're all over. I will tell you this. Flag football, grabbing the flag is difficult. Is there any chance that people who specifically play flag football year-round and can they compete at all? I'm just asking. Where are, okay, they, playing? That's one where element. are they playing
1: flag football in other countries? No, that's a fair question. Is, it's,
0: does that person who's really good at grabbing the flag can he defend chance? the yeah, post corner route from Tyree Kill? Probably not. So, like, if Tyree Kill is laying on the ground, maybe he can grab his flag.
1: <laughs> baseball is coming back to the Olympics. Did you guys see that? I did not. I but like that. that makes sense because yeah. baseball is played all over the world. Yeah. Yes. U.S. You know, American football is not played everywhere. Speaking of flags, did you guys ever play capture the flag when you were growing up? Yeah, that was a good game. That was good. We played kick the can too. Kick the can. Play flag. We play quarters. Yeah, you were eight when you started playing quarters.
0: All right, let's. You know what? Let's get out of here and then regroup, and then we're going to play Florida. Florida Ohio. Ohio with Jeff Jonia, who, by the way, don't don't explain him the rules until we get on the air. But he's not dressed like normal Jeff today. Like, somebody said it was casual Wednesday to Jeff. That's good.
3: Because good he's not
0: dressed like he's normally dressed like a professional up here at Alice Hall. He's dressed like dressed like he's going to gym class. <laughs> he's got white kicks on. He's got, yeah. The bright white I kicks. I think so. And
1: he may have some of those joggers you like as well. Uh, I do. I like the joggers. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll talk to Joniak. We'll stun him with a little Florida or Ohio. And then we'll talk about uh, what he thinks with Tyson Bajent and... Uh, the latest on Justin Fields. We'll talk to the voice of the Bears, Jeff Joniak, at Hallis Hall next.